بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وبعد الحمد لله we continue with the explanation of Falafat Rasul وشيخ الإسلام محمد بن عبد الوهاب وحمه الله with the explanation of Sheikh the explanation of Sheikh Zaid Al-Madkhali Rahimahullah and Alhamdulillah where we have reached now where we have currently reached now is where we have reached is in relation to the discussion about the Anwa' al-Ibadah the different forms of Ibadah what are regarded as being actions of Ibadah and so Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahhab, he goes on to mention, وَمِنْهُ الدُّعَى So from them, from these forms of ibadah, then you have الدُّعَى And we understood that we mentioned previously, in relation to this, that Islam is made up of arkan. يعني you have the arkan of Islam, the arkan of iman and the arkan of ihsan and so as for ad-du'a then the du'a is in relation to that a form of ibadah and as we will discuss further yani regarded as being from the best forms of ibadah from the most important forms of, of ibadah and Sheikh Zaid mentions in relation to the du'a that the du'a yankasim ila kismain that the du'a is divided into two types so you have the du'a al-ibadah and du'a al-mas'ala so du'a al-ibadah and du'a al-mas'ala so you have du'a where you call upon Allah and it's ibadah and this is inclusive of thana' al-Allah yani praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I mention Allah Ta'ala, turning to Him alone in praise. And the hamd wa thana, that praise which is only for Allah. That you do not praise anyone in the same manner that you praise Allah, of course. And so this thana of Allah, this praise of Allah, no doubt is regarded as being ibadah. And the dua in relation to ibadah is the turning to Allah, as mentioned here. Returning to Allah in every form of ibadah, whether that be ibmaliya, badniya, or huma ma'an. So turning to Allah in ibadah, whether that be by way of your wealth, so worshiping Allah with your wealth, worshiping Allah with your badan, your body, or worshiping Allah using the two of them combined. And so if you're talking about the worship of Allah Ta'ala using your wealth, and of course, this is referring to actions such as giving sadaqah, giving charity, or dua or ibadah rather with your body, which is actions such as a salah, establishing a salah. And if you're referring to the action of ibadah with huma ma'an, with them two together, then it's referring to the action of ibadah such as hajj, where you spend from your wealth in order to 
reach Makkah, and then once you've reached Makkah in order to perform Hajj, then you use your body to perform and, con- and, and carry out those manasik, to carry out those particular rites of Hajj, those rituals of Hajj. And يعني, the, the affair of Ibadah is that this is only for Allah Ta'ala alone. And this is in accordance with the statement of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created the jinn nor mankind and I have not created the jinn nor mankind except to worship me alone now. I have singled out Allah Ta'ala alone in ibadah. And so we understand that it's a fair of Tawheed layatim. Tawheed cannot be yani, completed. A person cannot be completely upon Tawheed except illa bil min shirk tawheed. Except that it the person frees themselves from shirk. The person frees them from, from shirk, and this is the opposite of Tawheed. So when we understand Tawheed, essentially, is that a person cannot be upon Tawheed in the purest sense and the most complete sense if they have anything with them from shirk. Naam, wakada al iman. Likewise, iman. A person cannot. It cannot now be said that a person has complete iman or a person has perfect iman if within that or within their actions. Or within their attiqad, within their creed, that there is something of kufr. Naam. Likewise, it cannot be said that a person is upon the sunnah absolutely. If, naam, from his actions that you find that he has something from bid'ah. And so, these things, whether it be tawheed and shirk, they are absolute opposites. Mean that one will negate the other. Just as Iman and Kufr is the same. Just as yani, Sunnah and Bid'ah is the same. And so, when it comes to that, then this is yani, the, the affair of Tawheed, that the person, not only that is upon Tawheed, they are upon Tawheed, but they free themselves from Shirk and its people. And that Tawheed in this ma'ana, the meaning in, this, in Tawheed is Allah bil ibadah. Singling out Allah Ta'ala alone in ibadah wa khulus lahu min shirk. And purifying it from and absolutely freeing oneself and purifying either actions that ibadah from shirk. There is no shirk within the ibadah. Wal bara'a minhu wa min ahlihi. And that the person, they free themselves. From it, that, that shirk and its people. Yani kalilahu kathiruhu, sughirahu kabiruhu. Yani, whether it be something that is regarded as being small or, or least in amount, or its large amount, or that is regarded as being small. Or it's regarded as being larger.
فلا يتم التوحيد إلا ببراءة تام من الشرك وأهله وجميع دروبه وسروره. and so توحيد is not complete except for one freeing oneself absolutely from shirk and his people and all of its all of its forms and the manner in which it occurs. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ الْعُلَمَاءُ لَا وَلَا إِلَّا بِبَرَاءٍ that wala, yani loving for the sake of Allah, cannot occur except with bara, in hatred for the sake of Allah, and disassociation for the sake of Allah. And this, no doubt, is something which is in opposition to, what, to, to many of the ibarat that you find people state. Whether they be, this be the ibarat of the Nasara, the ibarat of, the, of the, the Christians, where they say that this affair is one of absolute love. Naam, whatever they speak is about love, love alone. Well, however, no doubt, you have to disassociate yourself from particular affairs. So you have to love the, the, the haq, no doubt. But you hate batil, you hate falsehood. And the head of falsehood is shirk. And you disassociate yourself from that. And it's people. Because the people are the ones performing the action. Again, as you hear, it's like this, the ibarah that being people say, or the statement where people say, hate the sin but not the sinner. Naam, just batil. Because the sinner, I, the one that is doing the action, the action is in place because the person fulfilled it. He did the action. And so, no doubt, we hate both. We just disassociate ourselves from both. We free ourselves from both. We free ourselves from the action. And we free ourselves from the one doing the action, the one that indulges in the action. Likewise, we have in this statement of, uh, or this slogan, it's not only is it a statement, but it's become a slogan of the Ahmadiyya, the, the, the Qadianis, where they will say, yani, love for all, hatred for none. It's batil. That if you love everything, then you, that means it's inclusive of loving shirk and his people. And this is something now no, with no doubt which means there's a deficiency in Tawheed. For in order for a person's Tawheed to be upright and complete, there has to be Tawheed along with freeing oneself from Shirk. That the person frees himself from Shirk and his people. This is how an individual establishes Tawheed in a manner which is correct and upright. And so it's not just a, a, a scenario where a person states that it's love for all, hatred for none. Just loving, just loving, absolute love. No, rather, one and the same can be true. And it's not a case that when we state that we disassociate ourselves from, pe from actions or as people, or we hate actions or as people, that it's an indulgent, it's an action of indulging in negativity, people say as well. No, rather, because we want to maintain the haq, which is absolutely positive, the haq, then we have to have, we have to absolutely remove anything that opposes that. So there's no wala illa bil bara. There's no loving, yeah, loving for the sake of Allah, except with bara, yani hating for the sake of Allah. Along with that, we have the second type of dua, which is dua al-mas'ala, 
seeking something from Allah. You're seeking from Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills your needs, whether it be your needs within the deen, your, your religious needs, or the needs, that you, that the needs that you find that you have within the dunya, and the needs that are found within the dunya. Likewise, that which you, you seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He, Azawajal, removes any form of hardship or any tests or removes anything that is harmful in your way. And this is done in all of the affairs that cannot be done or cannot be fulfilled except by Allah. And when a person seeks something from Allah Ta'ala, yani with dua, in his supplication, then no doubt all of this is regarded as being ibadah. And so because it's regarded as being ibadah, it cannot be directed to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the person is seeking only, can only seek it from Allah. Because Allah ta'ala has control over all of the affairs. Because and so the the Sheikh here, Sheikh Zayn mentioned that there's a taqsim and there's a categorization and there's a divide in relation to when asking the mas'ala, yani the ask of, asking of something, asking for a need to be fulfilled or asking for a harm to be repelled. Then they are of types, they are different types. Naam. One of them is that it's an affair that can only be fulfilled by Allah. And so this cannot be directed to other than Allah. And if a person directs that mas'ala, that asking, yani, that dua, essentially, to other than Allah, then this person has fallen into major shirk. That individual of such has fallen into major shirk. Because they have directed this form of ibadah to other than Allah. And it's an action that cannot be fulfilled except by Allah. Then you have... Seeking something from the creation is something that the person can do. So you ask someone for something and it's in their capability. Then this is something which is not regarded as being yani haram. This particular action is not regarded as being one which is haram. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad Abdul Wahab, he goes on to discuss and he formed this forms of ibadah al-khawf. Yani fearing. Fearing Allah. That this is from the anwar of the ibadah. And that it's a fear of fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this affair of fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is likewise another form of ibadah. The difference between the dua and the khawf Essentially, is that dua is an action that is performed yani, with the limbs and upon the tongue. Naam. 
And it's an action of ibadah performed upon the limbs, upon the tongue. However, when it comes to the affair of khawf, I fear, then this action of ibadah emanates from the heart. And so this, in, this is a clear indication as well, or a clear proof of the definition of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah in relation to Iman. That Iman is tasdiq al-qalb, qawl bil-lisan, wa amal bil-jawarih. Yazid, bita'atillah, yankus, bita'atushaytan. Or bima'asiyatillah. And that Iman is belief in the heart. A person's Iman is belief in the heart. Statement upon the tongue, actions upon the limbs. It increases with obedience to Allah and decreases with disobedience to Him. Or decreases with obedience to Shaitan. And so we understand from this, yani, ibadah occurs with, upon, or within the heart. Ibadah can be emanate from the heart. Ibadah can emanate from the tongue, what we state upon our tongues. Ibadah can emanate from what we do with our limbs. So when it comes to dua, as we mentioned, dua is upon the tongue, or done with the limbs. When it comes to the action of, or the affair of khawf, any fearing, then this emanates from the heart. And likewise, Sheikh Zaidi mentions the Dalil Ayah in Surah Ali Imran, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِ إِن كُنْتُمْ I do not fear them, but fear me, and if you are truly believers. As it's a fear of khawf here within this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has related the affair of khawf, yani fear, he's related it to, yani, iman. Do not fear them, but fear me. If you are truly believers, yani, this affair of fearing is attached to your iman. And the fear of Allah ta'ala. Now, and the Shaykh Zayd goes on to mention, وَيَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَكُونَ نَعَمْ أَنْ يَكُونَ مَكْرُونًا بِالْرَجَاءِ وَالْمَحَبَّةِ So it's a must that this fear, this khawf, is alongside يعني الرجاء, hope, and المحبّة, love. رجاء, again, from the heart, hoping from Allah. Hoping of Allah, from Allah في ما عنده. Of him and that which he has, that which he possesses, from jaza, from reward, what thawab, that which is khayr and reward, and raja. And likewise, muhabba, loving Allah, that this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, emanates from the heart. This love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which Imam Sa'di, rahimahullah, mentions, is from the asas and the usul of tawheed. Yani, loving Allah is from the basis and the foundation of your tawheed. All emanating from the heart. And so, Sheikh Zaid, rahimahullah, he mentions that they should all free be, that they should all free, all three of these things must go hand in hand. Now, I'm go together. You can't just have one without the other. Now, I'm a one without the others. Or two without the other. They all have to be within, or yani, go hand in hand together. Thereafter, Sheikh mentions, rahimahullah, Sheikh Zaid mentions, rahimahullah, وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ الْعُلَمَاءَ أَنَّ الْخَوْفِ فَلَافَةِ أَقْسَامِ 
And then the ulama, they mentioned that fear is made up of three categories. I fear is made up of three categories. Ahaduha, you need the first of them or one of them. Khawf shirk So the first that Sheikh Zayd mentions is the fear that is shirk, yani, that falls into shirk. And so, this fear, which is shirk, this fear, which is shirk, is that the person has that fear for other than Allah. So they have fear of an idol, مثلاً. They have fear of a false deity. They fear the dead. Or they fear the one that is unseen, or the one that is absent, whether it be from the jinn or mankind. And they fear that this, this particular individual or thing will bring about a harm, or bring about something that they, or, or cause a calamity to before them. Naam. And this is the, from the actions of the maqam of the people that worship the graves. That they will go to the graves and worship at the graves. Why? Because they fear that if they do not worship these individuals at the graves, naam, that this will incur the anger of these individuals, the inhabitants of the graves. It will incur the anger of these inhabitants of the graves. And if it incurs their anger, then, as a result of that, a musibah may fall upon them. And a calamity may fall upon them. And this is the attitude that they have. And this is the etiquette that they have. Again, because we're referring to the affair of the heart. So when it falls, when, it, when they fall into shirk in relation to this affair of khawf, is due to no doubt that which they hold within their hearts by way of their etiquad, by way of their creed, by way of their belief. What do they believe about this ghaib? What do they believe about the one that is, that, that has, that is uh, absent? What's the belief that they hold about the one that is absent? If they hold a particular belief about the one that is absent, naam, that they can, they can bring upon them masaib, bring upon them calamities, then due to this, this is what you will find, then you will find that these individuals will begin to act in a manner which is, which is not befitting of them. I may be worshipping them, directing dua towards them, seeking their aid in a manner something that they cannot aid them with. And it all and it, and it's all based upon yani, their fear of them. So they fear these things. And so this is what is as mentioned I is oh these are the actions of those that worship at the graves. And so they fear them and then they seek to scare the people of Tawheed. They seek to scare the people of Tawheed by way of Yani, as we state with the same statements. I, if you do not, if you do not embark upon what we're upon, I by way of worshiping these 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 graves or these idols or these this particular jinn, if you do not worship them and please them, or you, or you do not please them generally, I then then what will occur from that? is an action or an, or an affair of a calamity befalling you. So not only do they 
have this fear themselves. And that fear in of itself is kufr. That fear in itself is, is, is shirk. However, no doubt, their du'at ila dalal. They are callers to misguidance. And so due to the fact that they are callers to misguidance, their call is one that's based around khawf, yani fear. So their fear, their, by way of that fear, they seek to instill fear, fear into others and scare others into this affair of shirk. Wallahu musta'an. And so this particular action of fear, or this particular form of fear, then this is something which nullifies Tawheed. And this particular fear nullifies Tawheed. وَالثَّانِي أَنْ يَتْرُكُ الْإِنسَانِ مَا يَجِبْ عَلَيْهِ خَوْفًا مِنْ بَعْضِ النَّاسِ And so the second is that the people leave off what is obligatory upon them due to the fact that they fear the people. And so this is Muharram, this is Haram. الشرك الأصغر and it's minor shirk يجب الحذر منه and it's a must that the person beware of it and is careful of it and what we understand from this I why we regard this as being shirk al-asghar because if a person fears insan and it causes them to leave off something of ibadah leave of something in relation to that which is khayr or that which is obligation upon them, then within that fear is ta'adheem l'ghayrillah. I raising and glorification of an individual that is other than Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Just as when you, when you regard this affair of al-riyah, na'am, the person showing off, for example, the person praying, and he begins to beautify his prayer for another individual. This is shirk al-asqar. Why? Because this ta'adheem, this action, and the ta'adheem should only be for Allah in that action, in that salah. However, a portion of it, or a portion of that ta'adheem, a portion of that glorification is for that individual. Why? Because you're doing this action to impress the individual. Does that make sense? Naam. And so within that, no doubt you've taken a portion of the ibadah, which is which all of it, which the ibadah, all of it was for Allah, and you directed it for other than Allah. And so this is why Shirk al-Asqar. And then going back to our, our, this affair here, which is khawf, I fearing that the person has raised an individual to the extent that they fear. Now they've raised an individual to the extent that they fear them so much that they have left off an action of obligation. And this is ta'adheem, li-khaylillah. And so we understand from Shirk al-Asqar is that Shirk al-Asqar, the danger of Shirk al-Asqar is that it may lead to Shirk al-Akbar. So the minor Shirk, the danger of the minor Shirk is that it may lead to the major Shirk. And you can understand how this occurs. If you're making ta'adheem, now you're glorifying an individual in a manner he should not be glorified. So you glorify the individual by way of your ibadah. You glorify the individual by way of the fear which you should have. And the fear which you should have for Allah.
or your fear that you have with the individual which caused you to leave off an obligation that Allah has obligated you with. This ta'adhim may lead you or may increase to the extent that not only are you glorifying the individual and raising the individual above their station, but then it leads you to actually directing the ibadah towards them. Which then thus is shirk al-akbar. So now, in, this, in regards to the khawf, the example given is that the person leaves off something which is obligation due to another individual. And he fears them. That fear may become or may increase to such an extent that they, it leads them to being in the first category. I the fear of shirk, I shirk al-akbar. Where such an individual fears that they do not do something that these Messiah may befall them. Things that are only that only Allah Ta'ala can do. That are only in the or only in the ability of Allah Ta'ala. An example, my that the person begins to fear. If I do this action and I incur the anger of so and so, then me and my me and my spouse won't be able to have a child. The person is going to be so angry that it's going to cause us not to be able to have a child. Naam, and this no doubt is an evil etiqat, an evil, an evil belief system. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. And then you have the third, the third which is al-khawf al-tabi'i. Yani natural fear. Oh, al-khawf min adu. Or sabr. Or ghayri dhalik. Naam. وَفَهَادَ لَا يَذُمْ نعم هذا لَا يَذُمْ صَاحِبُ عسى الخوف العبادة أو الخوف الطبيعي when it comes to the خوف which is the fear which is natural then this is the fear that the person may have when, when مثلا the person fears an enemy so they fear that the enemy is going to come upon them. Or they fear a predator. Naam. Then this is, a, this is a, a form of fear which is not blameworthy. If a person fears in this regard, then it's not blameworthy. And rather, it's understandable if a person fears in relation to that. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. With that point there, ikhwah, uh, with my apologies as well, I will have to stop here, inshallah. Um, I think the brother mentioned in the group that I had a private engagement. Before. Something's come up uh, quite, suddenly, quite suddenly. So I have to uh, stop at this point, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakumullah khairah. Barakallah fikums. And inshallah, next week we'll continue with these different forms of ibadah, discussing these different forms of ibadah. And um continue with the explanation of uh Shaykh Shaykh Zaid. Allah Ta'ala was best Jazakumla Khaira. Wa barakallahu fikum wa sallallahu wa barakala nabiyina Muhammad wa la alihi wa sallam wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.